Hello and welcome everyone. It's Paul and I. We're back and we're talking sports. I'm Jason. That's Paul. How's it going, guys? And it is a lovely day this December the 21st, 2021. Christmas coming up. Longest day of the year tonight. Yep, sure is. Shortest, sorry. Yep, the winter solstice, as it were. What did we watch this week, Paul? All right, so I'm going to start with uh, uh, congratulations to the uh, Wisconsin's women's volleyball team. Uh, they beat Nebraska in five sets, uh, lost the first set, won the next two. Nebraska took the fourth set, and then it was a uh, 14 to 12, and Wisconsin got the uh, final point that they needed. Their first women's uh, volleyball championship. Uh, they had been in the uh, semis or the finals three of the last four years. So they finally broke through, and congratulations to the uh, women's volleyball team. Yeah, 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 that's good stuff. And volleyball, surprisingly good for as a spectator sport, too. I remember I caught it. It really is. It really is. Yeah, I caught it uh, during the Rio Olympics. And I was just fascinated with it. And whenever it's on, I always, I never turn it off. You know, it's good stuff. All right. So uh, we're going to move on to hopefully the last time we have to talk about uh, Urban Meyer. He got uh, let go with a 2-11 and record this season. Uh, the Jaguars fired him with cause. Which means it goes to the lawyers and they'll figure out how much money Urban's going to get. But the Jaguars hope is that they don't have to pay his remaining contract. Um, he had uh, two more losses. He, he lost nine games in seven seasons at Ohio State and lost 11 this season. A lot of stuff came out the last uh, couple weeks. I think we all knew he was not a good human being, but the Josh Lambeau uh, kicking him, everything else that went on with that. Personally, I don't think he wanted to go to the NFL. He did it anyway. And I think it shows that you might be able to boss around 18 to 22-year-old kids, but you can't do the same thing with uh, full-grown adult football players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not really a whole lot I have to say about that, except for he's was maybe the worst NFL coach in history. Your uh, name is being compared to Bobby Petrino. You know that's not a good thing, right? Yeah, it's an epic failure. That's for sure. I don't think anybody expected it to go this poorly. It just goes to show that the co- how different the college game is to the pro game when it comes to how you succeed. 
most of what a college coach does is they teach these kids football and they recruit them, which two things you don't really need to do in the NFL. You teach a, a kid a system, you know, once you drive, once you draft him and all that. But once you're in the NFL, there's an assumption that you have a base amount of football acumen and knowledge, which is supposed to be imparted by your college coach. It's a different, if it's a different machine and Urban Meyer is clearly not built to run that machine. No. And uh, Shaka Khan, really, he better get this one right. Shaka Khan? The the R&B singer? No, no, the Jags owner. He better get this next hire right. I don't think his name, I'm sorry. I don't think it's, I think it's Shad Khan. Shad Khan, thank you. Sorry. Shaka Khan is a 80s uh, R&B uh, musician, singer, vocalist. You, you are, you are, you are correct. You are correct. <laughs> no, now, if Shaka Shad Khan owns the Jaguars, I mean, we could do an episode <laughs> just on that. <laughs> Shad Khan. Shad Khan. Better get this next hire right because you have Trevor Lawrence, who you drafted this year. He is not showing up well this year. How much of that is because of Jaguars being absolutely terrible? I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. But the Jaguars have a lot of work to do. Let's just put it at that. Well, and Urban Meyer, you know, running his college system in the NFL isn't doing Trevor Lawrence any favors either. So oh, absolutely we'll see. not. Uh, and and I, I guess I don't know how college level that offense is. They do have Daryl Bevel, who's an accomplished offensive coordinator, of, uh, an accomplished coordinator of note at least. So he's been around for a while. Yes. Yeah. So there's, I mean, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. We'll see who they bring in. It's like you say. It's got to be, got to be somebody good i don't know i can't know nothing jumps to mind when it comes to available nfl level coaches that you want to bring in uh eric, eric uh bellamy oh eric the enemy yeah yeah Bien-Ami. i, I keep forgetting he's a not a head coach already because he should have been like two years ago yes i think that would be a great landing spot for him. yeah yeah that would be great i mean assuming the jaguars aren't so bad and devoid of talent that the enemy just has no shot. You don't want that either. No. I mean, I I don't know. I That's the name I've been hearing floating around, and I think that would be a fantastic hire. Jacksonville could get him. Yeah, uh, I don't disagree. All right. Um, yeah. So, like I said, hopefully that's the old, only uh, last time we have to talk about uh, good old herbs. There, anything you want to add before we move on? There. No, there's nothing. Like you say, there's nothing more to say. He was not good. A lot of people said he wasn't going to be good, and they were right. Yeah. Uh, one one note I just say, uh, saw come across. Uh, 
NHL players will not be going to the Olympics this year. Uh, uh, COVID re uh, reasons. Um, NHL is basically they they've canceled or they've postponed fifty games at this point. We're gonna hope to use that uh, two week uh, Olympic uh, break to try to complete some of those games. And also, uh, I don't know if this is correct, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, China is having uh, players isolate for 21 days once they get into the country before they could even do anything. And again, that's doesn't really mesh up with the NHL season, so... We're going to have an amateur uh, hockey team representing the Olympics. I don't want to get too much into the China Olympics because we try to keep politics off of this uh, podcast as much as we can. But uh, Chinese Olympics are going to be very interesting this year. I'll put it at that. Yeah, we'll see if it even happens. We might end up with another delayed olympics which might be for the best who knows all right uh we will move on to our uh it's almost uh christmas a few days away uh the nba season officially starts on christmas day and so what we're gonna do for you guys now is we're gonna run down the uh, playoff teams in each conference and see if there's any shockers, outliers, anything like that for you guys. Nets are sitting at 21 and 9. We're going to start with the East, by the way. Nets are sitting at 21 and 9. The Bulls at 19 and 10. Uh, my biggest shocker is the Cavaliers are sitting at 19 and 12. Uh, the Bucks nineteen and thirteen, Heat eighteen and thirteen, uh, Seventy Sixers sixteen and fifteen, Wizards are sixteen and fifteen, Hornets sixteen and seventeen, Celtics fifteen and sixteen, and the Raptors fourteen and fifteen. The two teams that. Well, three teams really sitting on the outside looking in right now. Two of them I thought were going to be playoff teams. The Hawks at 14 and 15. Knicks 13 and 17. The Pacers 13 and 18. And then I think we both agreed that the Magic and the Pistons were going to be uh, pretty bad this year. But uh, the one that jumps out to me is the Cavs in third place at 19 and 12. They're having a really good season. Um, they, yeah. Besides the Cavs, any shockers to you in there? Or? Not really. I mean, the 76ers taking a step back. I mean, that's not surprising. The Nets doing as well as they are with, uh, with the whole Kyrie shenanigans. But, but I guess that actually makes sense to the point where, to our point earlier in the year where it was, they can't do it with all three of them. It's only two at a time. The Bulls, I, the Bulls are fine. I think 
the moves they made, we kind of all knew they were going to be playing better this year. Uh, middle of the pack looks pretty, pretty average. I'm I'm with you with the I thought the Hawks and the Knicks would be a little better at this point in the season. But the Hornets, you know, they've got a good core, a good young core. Wizards, you know, they got scores. So and it's early in the season too. And again, like you just touched on, I mean the middle in both conferences really we'll go through the West in a minute, but the middle is really I mean, there's five six games separating 10 teams at this point so yeah well i mean if you look at it if you want to talk about them the middle is really if the nets the bulls and the Cavs and the bucks all have 19 wins right heat have 18 and then you go one two three four five six seven eight eight teams that have between 16 and 13 wins that's a that's a lot that's yes. a lot and then you have the, but you have the Magic and the Pistons, both six, five, and six wins. Just they're just not having a good year so far. So they're really far behind. They're fifteen yeah, games I, behind I, before Christmas. That's that's struggling. And and again, I mean the the Hawks have been this last week, um, decimated by COVID. They weren't playing great. To begin with, um, like I said that I th- I think the only shock on there at this point is how well the Cavs have been playing, mm. and they've got some young talent. Brought in a couple veterans this year. Um, I mean, other than that, it it's still early in the season. Nets being on top isn't really surprising. Um, the Bulls being second place, I guess, is a little surprising i guess uh the bucks have been struggling with injuries a little bit but they kind of ride the ship they're kind of had a couple weird losses uh this week but kind of ride the ship a little bit and i think they're gonna be fine well and yeah, i mean I sh- it's really we should really note the Cavs are on a six game win streak too and while that's great and they are you know playing pretty well the, can they maintain this mo- momentum with the team that they have? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. That is a giant question, and for sure. Um, so that's the East. Anything to add before we go on to the West? No, not really. I think we covered everything. All right. So uh, the two best teams in the league this year so far are out in the West. The Suns sitting at 24 and 5. Warriors 25 and 6. Uh, Jazz 21 and 9. Grizzlies 19 and 13. Nuggets 15 and 14. The Clips 16 and 15. The Lakers 16 and 15. Uh, T Wolves 15 and 15. Uh, the Mavericks 14 and 15, the Trailblazers 13 and 18, and then the Kings, Spurs, Thunder, Rockets, uh, Pelicans. I guess the Pelicans for me, not really surprising because uh, 
Zion hasn't played at all, but they are having a really bad season. Mm-hmm. Um, the surprise for me, I guess, the T-Wolves are playing a little bit better than uh, they were expected to. Uh, the Thunder and Rockets are in a rebuild mode. Spurs, uh, young team, they're having their struggles. The Kings always tend to struggle, it seems like. Uh, the Suns Warriors really stand out. Um, they are both playing fantastic. They play each other on Christmas Day or the third of their fourth meetings this year. It's going to be a really fun game. And then Lakers struggling a little bit. But other than that, again, it's kind of a jumbled middle outside of Suns, Warriors, Jazz. And I guess the Blazer, Blazers, I wasn't sure about uh, to start this year. Just because of everything that was going on. Uh, Damian Lillard had the uh, trade request that wasn't a trade request that kind of was, but kind of wasn't. Anything that jumps out to you in the West here? Well, I think uh, the Mavericks sitting at nine is a little surprising to me. I thought they were going to be better than that. Uh, And I would say the Grizzlies, I did not think were going to be top four six games over 600 or six games over 500 at this point in the season i wouldn't have guessed that i mean a lot of people sorry go ahead i i was just gonna say they haven't had uh john morant for last i think two weeks and they're still uh winning games that's a that's a really fun young team Mm mm-hmm um and i i think i feel like a lot of people might say the the Lakers being kind of mediocre, but that's I, I'm not surprised by that personally. This I think we said earlier this team is going to go as far as and as far as AD will take them, and I honestly for, uh, four to six weeks exactly so. exactly. So I and I so I just don't see them. They'll make the playoffs, so and if they're in one of the play-in things, they'll probably win and get into the proper playoffs. But they'll they'll probably get lose in the first round, just like last year. I I tend to agree. I I did not like that Lakers team on paper. We've talked about this a couple times before. Um, the Suns and Warriors. Not surprising that they're on top. Uh, Jazz are kind of doing their thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess, and then there's, again, there's, like, in the East, there's the jumbled middle there. Again, we're still, we're early in the season, but it's it's about a third of the way through the season right now. So, mm-hmm. there's some trends that you can look at. Um, I guess, like you said, I think the T-Wolves are kind of surprising. Um in better than I think a lot of people thought they were going to be. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing else really stands out too shocking about what's going on right now. 
Yeah, not really. Just a couple of swips, swip swaps. But uh, yeah, I'm sure there will be some jockeying around in the West. Um, teams like the Grizzlies or, or even the Timberwolves, even though they're 500, kind of coming back down to earth and possibly teams like the Mavericks and the Lakers, you know, making pushes later. All right. Uh, I had uh, two other NBA notes before we move on to the NFL. Uh, the Nets are bringing back uh, Kyrie part-time. Um, do you want to take the lead on? Uh, I, <laughs> we already talked about this. The It's silly. It It's silly. They're making exceptions just to get the guy on the court half the time. For what? I mean, what do you think their win percentage is going to be in those 20 games he plays? Are they going to win 15 of them? Would they have won only 12 without him? I, I don't know. I, I don't see the point. Just trade him. That's how I feel about it anyway. Um, On paper, the Nets, with those three, might be the most talented offensive team the NBA's ever seen. But I think we mentioned it. How good are they playing with each other? Mm-hmm. I I I don't know. I, I don't see the I point. Mean, You've already got Kevin Durant and James Harden. Great, yeah. Kyrie is yeah. awesome, but you don't need him. You don't need him. No. No. All right. Uh, let's move on from the, the from that. One more NBA note I had: uh, Curry breaking uh, Ray Allen's three point record with. 2,974 was Allen's record. Uh, Curry broke that, and as long as he stays healthy, he's going to make that a record that's not going to be touched for a long time. Well, you think so, but the way the game is played right now, I'm watching these college games, and they're literally just chucking threes. And nobody's telling him to stop doing it. So I don't know how long some some of those records are even going to last just because based on the way the game is going, everybody wants to be Steph Curry. I, I, I agree with you there. I just think he's, I mean, even if he plays six more years, averages, what, 253s a game or a season it, it's i he, he's i think he's going to get over 4000 for his career he said you and, said 253s a season yeah i mean six more years that's it's only 3 a game oh sh- i i'm i'm even shorting that then Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying he's not the greatest three-point shooter we've ever seen, but the way the game is moving, we're going to see another greatest three-point shooter we've ever seen probably sooner than you think. 
I'm I'm not disagreeing with that. I just it's it's a hell of an accomplishment. Oh man. yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying that. I just I question how long some of these records are going to last. I and some of, part of me says that because I grew up a Dan Marino fan and 48 touchdowns and 5000 yards in a season. Those numbers were I, I was insane when I, I in was, the context I was gonna, of the time. I was going to bring that up because I knew you were going to and for the for the longest time it didn't look like it took almost 30 years, I think, over 30 years maybe. Yeah. No, it probably uh, took over like 25 20, years. 25 but but still, I, it took a long time. That's a pretty long time, considering the way yeah. that the game was moving more and more towards passing. Is it going to take 20 years for Steph Curry's records to be broken? Hmm. Maybe. Probably. He is that good. Yeah, we... Uh, I No, I agree with your point, though, that everyone wants... Just at one point, at, like at one point, everyone wanted to be like Michael. Nowadays, ev- kids want to be like Steph. Mm-hmm. And just jack up shots. And so we sh- we shall see on that. But congratulations, uh, Steph, on that record. I think everyone knew you were going to get there. But I-, I just think if the, the way he plays... If he plays six more years, I mean, he's going to add to that record. And Harden is not that far. I think he's about 500 behind him. I don't have the exact number. But he's going to keep adding that number, too. So I don't think he's going to break Curry's record. But he's going to be number two probably at the end of the season. And they're just going to go, both of them are just going to keep going up and up, mm. I, I think, as long as they both stay healthy. So, Yeah, as long as they keep playing, stay healthy. Yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't, unless one of them just forgets how to shoot one day and they just can't start hitting threes. Yeah, I and that's, I don't foresee that happening, so. Um, any any other any NBA notes before we uh, move on to uh, no? Let's get to the NFL. All right, yeah, let's do it. Let's do the Paul and I talking sports NFL breakdown. What do we got, Wally? We had uh, a few games of note. We had the uh, Colts over the Pats, uh, twenty-seven to seventeen. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 170 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, five for 12, 57 yards, uh, touchdown and a pick. Uh, so the Colts basically won that game on the ground. Um, that puts the Colts in the playoff position. Uh, Patriots, if they win their game against the Bills this week, are in the playoffs. If they don't, they are in a jangled mess around along uh, the rest of the AFC. Uh, the Chiefs 
Chargers uh, 34 to 28 in overtime. Uh, the Chargers passed up three field goals during that game. And forward on fourth, uh, missed all three, or uh, failed on all three. They were going for the win, didn't get it three times. Uh, that was the AFC, basically. Um, anything you want to touch on there? Well, I mean, just on the fourth downs, you know, it, you see you see that more and more these days with teams going for two instead of kicking the field goals and teams going for it on fourth downs more. I don't dislike it. It's kind of a very uh, Madden NFL video game way of <laughs> approaching things, but it, I mean, think about it. If you succeed more often than you fail on those, you know, you're, you're at an advantage. They didn't, you know, in this case, they lost, they, they missed all three. So is what it is, but yeah, I think you have to look at it. I don't know their numbers for the season or what the NFL fourth down conversion rate is, which I guess I could look up, but I, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily dislike it. It's different. It's not the traditional safe, you know, pump the ball and play defense approach. But if they don't trust their defense to be able to stop Pat Mahomes, then yeah, you know, you take the chance and try to keep your offense on the field. And I, I, Again, it's um, every every team is different, but I I tend to agree with you. I mean, if you if you trust your offense to get those two yards, why not go for it? And you get it, you're at an advantage. You don't get it, you're at a disadvantage. But like you said, it's. Well, they had a fifty-seven point six nine percent fourth down conversion rate so far this year which that's more than half so you know over the course of the season just looking at it as a pure statistic it looks to be advantageous but again context uh the situation obviously matters a lot they missed three the other day and end up losing the game where they might have made three a few weeks ago and end up winning that game it's it's hard to uh, again, look at that statistic and actually get anything out of it. It's game by game. I I I like I like the gamble. Um, I think we talked about it on this uh, podcast before. My favorite game that I've ever seen was the Oklahoma or Oklahoma against uh, Boise State game, where Boise State went for it, got it, and they they won it right there. So, are you taking a risk? Yeah, that was yes, the but... that was the Statue of Liberty play game, right? Yes, it, yeah. yes, it was. Again, are you taking a risk? Yes, you are. But if you think you can win the game right there, why not take the risk? I I don't I don't dislike the the move. So, yeah, in the playoffs, maybe a different maybe a different uh, thought process, but regular season. It's not like they're. It's not like they were like what, five and eight, looking to try to scratch their way back into the playoffs. Like they're in a good good spot, and they're playing the Chiefs. You know, I, I don't dislike it at all. All right, so um, 
probably the biggest uh, stunner of the year in my mind was the Lions beating the Cardinals 30 to 12. Uh, the Lions had a 17 to nothing lead at halftime. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was out is is out for the season. Still, the Lions had a 17 to nothing lead at halftime. Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, 257, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, oh man, did that uh, change the NFC uh, playoff picture? <laughs> Certainly helped the Packers a bunch. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, sorry. Go ahead. No, I I was just gonna say I'm gonna let you uh, take it from there because. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> and you look at it now, and the Cardinals, they just went up, but uh, they're in a tight game against the Colts right oh, now. Oh, they're playing right now. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They just took the lead in the third quarter. They just scored a touchdown, took the lead. They're up 13-12 in the third right now. Yeah, considering they had the Colts coming up, Niners uh, lost today, though. So that helps them out. But, yeah. The Lions beating the Cardinals. Just wow. And yeah, it's completely rearranged the top end of the NFC. Because now if the Cardinals don't win that win tonight against Colts, they're down two games to the Packers and probably not going they, to make that back. I think the Packers have put, the tiebreaker, actually. They do. Yeah. And so that, that also would, puts the Rams in the uh uh back in the race for the division also mm -hmm. yep yeah the one lions win made things a lot more interesting at the top of the nfc funny uh, how that works yeah yeah uh the last nfc game that i was going to touch on was before we hit uh the packers uh the saints uh nine nothing against the patriots Again, a very shocking result. Uh, Chris Godwin tore his ACL, so he's out for the year. Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette both went down there during the game. They're both out for the rest of the regular season. Um, the Saints are 4-0 in the regular season against Brady in the two years he's been there. And that was the first time that Brady had been shut out in, since 2006. Funny, when though. I, when, I, oh. when, I, when I saw that result, I was, I was shocked. I, I really was. I, yeah. I guess just the uh, result, yeah. But, I mean, watching the game, you saw Godwin go down. You saw Evans go down. You saw Fournette go down. You're like, oh, boy. They didn't, they just didn't, I mean, Scotty Miller did what he could. They didn't have, they needed people to step up and they really didn't. And you could tell by the fourth quarter, Tom Brady's just throwing the ball all over the place. He, Tom Brady accuracy did look, dumped. He did not look happy at the end of that game. No, he was just very, very visibly frustrated. And it, the, <laughs> Just seeing the result would be more shocking just seeing it than if you watch the game. Like, it actually makes a lot more sense if you watch the game. It was a battle of attrition. 
and with no with nobody in the backfield in Tampa Bay stepping up, they just couldn't move the ball at all. And when Tom Brady gets frustrated, as great as he is, when he gets frustrated, he starts slinging the ball over the place, overthrowing, underthrowing. It's it's weird, but I mean, granted, Buccaneers will probably win their next game by thirty because that's what Tom Brady does. But it's it's it, 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 it's it's weird to me that they're four and all, they're zero and four against the Saints in the two years that Brady's been there. And but Brady's won the only game that matters against the Saints. It, it, yep, it, exactly, which was the one in exactly. playoffs last year. <laughs> exactly. It's just it's still weird to me that four that number four and all. And one and all, like you said, is the only game that matters. But what what are the Saints doing? I I don't. Well, they're keeping themselves alive, you know. Yeah. They're still in Um, the hunt, but it it wasn't like that. You know, everything I said being said, the Saints didn't look particularly good. Their pass rush looked good, but. Saints pass rush always looks good. Every nothing else had any particular shine on it. So yeah, they they won. They beat the division leader. They they kept themselves at five hundred, keeping themselves in the playoff race. But I don't have any reason whatsoever to think they're actually going to make the playoffs. They just don't seem good enough. No, and can can we say that outside of? So we have the Packers, the Buccaneers, who we just talked about, um, the Cardinals slash uh, Rams, uh, Dallas, who has not looked good the last couple weeks particularly, and then the AFC is a jumbled mess. I mean, is there... Is there any rhyme or reason to this season? It doesn't really seem like it. Well, outside of the Cardinals, well, and they're kind of coming back down to earth now, but outside of the Cardinals and their hot start, uh, the top end of the NFC is pretty much what we expected. The The middle, though, the the Falcons are 6-8. and eight. You know, they could end the season, what, Nine and eight. They could still make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. How crazy is that? Uh, the Bears, well, they're four and ten. That's a little rough. Uh, the Seahawks is a, is a little surprising in how poorly they played. I did not expect them to be at the bottom of the division. I think we both had them number three when we predicted the uh, season. Yeah, I think we were even talking that all four teams from that division might make the playoffs, but uh, that's not going to happen. But they might get two. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting year, and yeah, this next couple weeks are going to be pretty cool to watch just to see. I think there's going to be a lot more action. Eagles are 7-7 and and second in the division, but Washington 6-8, they could actually do something we'll see yeah it's it's gonna be a wild three weeks it really is Mm -hmm. all right uh 
I have a little uh, Packers update uh, last week and their game uh, this week that just ended. So last week, uh, 31-30 to 30 over the Ravens. Uh, Rodgers tied uh, Favre with 442 touchdowns. Uh, again, the Ravens went for the two-point uh, conversion at the end of the game, did not make it. That was uh, two out of three games. Uh, you remember the Steelers game? Mm-hmm. They went for it, uh, didn't get it. Uh, so that's two out of three weeks in a row. Again, I'm going to defend the decision. I, I like it. You're playing with a backup quarterback against Aaron Rodgers. You go for it. Don't make it. Okay. You make it. You win the game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't dis, dislike the decision. Man, me neither. And in this particular situation, it's even more clear cut to me. You, you're down one. You can go to overtime and risk Aaron Rodgers getting the ball and just scoring right away. And with your backup quarterback, there's no guarantee you're going to roll down the field and score a touchdown. So, yeah, don't even make that – let that be a factor. Just win the game right there. Don't don't even let Aaron Rodgers have a chance to win the game. Put it in the hands of your quarterback and try to beat their defense. I, I like it. And it's a very Jim Harbaugh thing to do, too. He's known for this kind of thing. Again, if, if it was the playoffs – Maybe a little different. I think you play for the overtime and try to extend the game as much as you can. But regular season, non-divisional opponent, yeah, do it. I I agree. Um, All right. Uh, And then we had the uh, uh, Packers. uh, Browns just ended uh, not too long ago. Uh, Packers pulled it off. Not uh, particularly uh, great game for the Packers, but they got the win. Um, they are they had the the division. They are two wins away from clinching uh, home field advantage and the bye in the playoffs. And it was a Christmas Day game. Um, not like I said, not particularly greatly played, but. They got the win, and that's what they needed to do. So, yeah, you know, uh, wins a win, and when you when it's to lock up the division, you want to take those advantages when you can get them. See <laughs> <The C>, Arizona. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, Arizona. Can we talk about them for a second? They, yeah. Uh, two years in a row, they've started hot, and they've. This year, they're still in the uh, division lead. Uh, they've fallen two years in a row now um, at the end of the season and not looking good, not playing great. Uh, they they have the Rams to worry about who are right on their tails. Um, and not looking particularly good for the Cardinals right now. No, the interesting of note, though, is they are actually their home record is 3-3. Three and three. Their away record is 7-1. and one. This could be a very dangerous team in the playoffs. It very I well think. could be. I you agree know, with you. It has a very Tampa Bay Buccaneers of last year vibe to it. 
in, in that's how what I get out of it anyway. Just like they're gonna nobody's gonna forget about them, but they're gonna forget about them. <laughs> and then uh, you know, then the Cardinals just you know, the say they say they don't make win their division. They don't get a home game. They're seven and one away from home. That could be one of these wild card teams cutting a bloody swath through the through the playoff bracket right to the Super Bowl. I, I'm I'm still terrified of them. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yeah, I, no. Yeah. And I, I think it's just it's not just they have Kyler Murray and they have this set the other thing. It's it's the their play style. It it travels well and that's super, super important in the playoffs. The one thing that they their their run game hasn't been great in the last few weeks. Um, that was that's the one thing I would worry about them. But the rest of the team is it, it's a stout team. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray can do some uh, interesting things, and yeah, I I I don't want to see him. I don't want to see, see. It's funny. I I don't really want to see any. I don't want to see Dallas. Yeah, that's another one that plays well away from home too. Yes, it is. Um, I definitely don't want to see Tampa Bay. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see Arizona. I don't really want to see the Rams because um, you have Ed Stafford going against the Patriot or the Packers at Lambeau. I don't want to see that. Hmm. The the. If the Packers make it to the Super Bowl, there it's not going. It's going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. They're not going to walk through the NFC. No, no, no team is. And you can say the same thing about the AFC, also. The, well, I'd say the, I would almost lean on the Chiefs being back to form. I know they're seven and like they're won their last seven, and that bubble's got to pop, but. Considering what they've looked like the last two seasons, then you contrast that with how they looked the first half of this season. Then look at where they've been since then. They look to be back to form. That defense is shoring up. The offense is is getting tight. Uh, uh, Pat Mahomes looks more like Pat Mahomes. I would say the Chiefs, especially that win against the Chargers, Getting those fourth down uh, yeah. stops. I, I I would agree. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. That the Chiefs are the one team that you can maybe uh, put some money on if you're a gambling uh, <laughs> person. But they they're not even. I mean, I won't put I won't put the house on it. No. But, no, because uh, there is a lot more parity than the AFC than there has been the last few years. Yes, and I, I mean honestly, the Patriots—they did not look good, good against the uh, uh, Colts. But what, are you betting against Brady or uh, Belichick in, <sighs> in the playoffs? That's not... yeah, no. I mean, you maybe could maybe think about it as betting against Mac Jones just because he's a rookie, but I wouldn't do that till the playoffs anyway. <laughs> oh. oh, um, so yeah, uh, we've got three weeks to go in the NFL season. 
wide open. There's no dominant team, I don't think. Not particularly. I mean, yeah, right. There's no like 14 and 2 world beater out there right now this year. I mean, everybody's got it. Well, besides the Packers, are the only team with three losses. Everybody else got four or more. I, I, and as much as I love my Packers, I, I'm still not confident that they're going to get it done until they make the Super Bowl. Mm. I, I, I hate to say that, but. Well, even a team like the Niners could threaten the Packers just because of the way they play. Oh, the Niners terrify me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. The way Kittle's been playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we're going to have a fun month, uh, fun uh, month to go until the playoffs. And the playoffs are going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I think. Yeah. I mean, it depends on. I the, this path is going to make. I'm, I'm interested to see all the jockeying around. I mean, the Dolphins are seven and seven. They could go ten and seven and make the playoffs. How nuts is that? <sighs> they were one and seven. They were what? No, it was yeah. They were one and seven. One, one and six, I think, or one and seven. Right? Yeah, they've won their last six games. Okay. So they they were one and seven, and now they're five hundred and like sitting at the back door, seeing if they can't get into the playoffs. Like that's nuts yeah. and they, they've only scored 285 points seriously yeah that's that's the thing is they're winning <laughs> these games like 17 14 <laughs> but they're winning the games you know it, it, the asc north uh is every team is in, within one game every mm-hmm. team can win still win that division yep yeah it's gonna these next three weeks are gonna be real fun all right. Uh, so speaking of that, uh, uh, Packers Brown, we touched on that. Packers want a close one. Uh, Colts Cardinals. Do you have an update for that? I don't know. I don't have the score for that right now. Refresh. It looks like it's still this. Yeah, it's still thirteen twelve Arizona. Third quarter is coming to an end. Okay. But the Colts um, are third and eight on the Arizona nineteen, so they're in the red zone. Looks like they might get a field goal at least. All right. Uh, we have uh, Ravens Bengals uh, uh, division uh, game. Uh, second Bills Pats game after the uh, wild uh, win game. Um, that's not going to decide division, but be a very uh, close indicator as to who's going to win that. Uh, the Warriors uh, beat the Suns in a very fun game on Christmas Day earlier today. Uh, the Nets and Lakers are playing right now. I don't have the score in front of me. I don't know if you can pull that up. Yeah, I can pull that up Click. real quick. They are up 110-106 with 3.46 left in the game. Okay. Uh, net, Nets are up. Yeah, they've all they've been outscored in the fourth quarter, twenty-four to eight, though, by the Lakers. So Ooh. we'll see if the Lakers still keep up on that momentum and end up winning this game. All right, 
and then the uh, Bucks beat the Celtics. Uh, Celtics uh, dropped most of that game. The Bucks came back in the second half, and then uh, the one uh, ranked college game we have. Uh, bowl season is still going on. Uh, a lot of fun games going on, but uh, you have number fourteen Oregon against n- number sixteen Oklahoma. Next Wednesday, and then uh, the uh, college football uh, championship games, uh, Alabama, Cincinnati, and Michigan, Georgia are happening on New Year's Eve, Uh, so I think we should be able to talk to you guys before that. Um, but if we don't, those are happening Wednesday and that's all I have for what to watch. And, uh, yeah, shouldn't need much more than that. No, um, we are recording this or finishing recording this on Christmas day. We had some technical issues, but we are finished now and, Enjoy your Christmas, everyone out there. Uh, if you're in Wisconsin, we did not have a white Christmas, which is, to me, a little disappointing. I like having a white Christmas, but <laughs> didn't happen. And uh, But enjoy the rest of your day, and we will talk to you uh, when we talk to you next time. So, Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Have a good one.